I'm Judy Frazier, president and founder of We The Kids. We The Kids puts God back into America's history. Listening to We The Kids radio show will inspire you and your kids to have a positive American identity, clear direction, and a powerful purpose for your life. Thank you for listening. Welcome to We The Kids Radio Show for kids from 8 to 108. I am Arch Hunter, a father, a husband, and an historian. And I'm Lydia Nuttall, a mom and executive board member for We The Kids and author of Forgotten American Stories, Celebrating America's Constitution. And later on in the show, we're going to hear from the We The Kids Liberty Players. The mission of We The Kids is to put God back into America's stories to help American kids be proud to be an American, to love and defend America's Constitution, and learn the principles of freedom that established unprecedented freedom in our country so that they can preserve freedom in America. And that is so important. That's why we're doing this show. So we're glad you're listening. And today's forgotten story is, can you answer the American citizenship sample test questions? Can you? <laughs> well, let's see how good we do on this, Lydia. So here's what we're going to do for a listening audience is in a jar, actually it's a plastic container, we have 35 numbers, 1 through 35, and my daughter, Christelle, She's 15. She's going to shake the jar real good. And then she's going to draw numbers from this container and read the corresponding citizenship sample test question that matches the number and alternate between me and Arch. And I have to tell you, Arch, I'm going to confess. Yes, I researched and wrote the Forgotten American Stories Celebrating America's Constitution, which is where I put these questions in there. But it's been so long since I've reviewed them, I may not know all the answers, so. Well, that's okay, Lydia. <laughs> I might not know all the answers. We don't know all the answers. But, but thankfully, the answers are in the book. Could you share with our listeners how many questions there are usually in the test that someone has to take to become a citizen? And what do they have to do to pass the test before Christella asks us questions? Okay, so there are 100 American citizenship sample test questions total. There are 100. When you are applying for citizenship and you're taking that test, you are asked 10 questions from the 100 questions. And guess how many questions you have to answer correctly in order to become a citizen of the United States of America? Do, 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 Ooh, I would do, guess, do, well... In our neck of the woods on the East Coast, seven out of 10 is passing. So I'll guess seven. Okay, well, the answer is, and you're close, it's six. You have to answer six of the 10 questions correctly in order to pass that part of the American citizenship sample test. 
So that bar has been a little lower probably for all you people on the West Coast, correct? (laughs) (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Okay, Christelle, no, we're ready. It's the same for us. So, so what we want to do is find out how many can you, our listening audience, answer correctly today. And we're only going to do up to 35 in this one chapter from the Forgotten American Stories. We're going to be one through 35. We're not going to be even touching close the 100. But hey, let's see how far we can get. Sure. So, Christelle's going to shake the jar so everyone can hear. And then she's going to draw. She's drawing. Number 13. Name one branch or part of the government. And who are you asking that question to, Christelle? Your mother or me? How about you, Arch? One branch of government, the executive branch. And is he right? The executive branch. Dun, 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 dun. She's looking up the answer. And it's Correct. 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 So what are the other two branches? Judicial or the legislative or president. Yeah, so it's the judicial branch, the legislative branch, or the executive branch. So Arch mentioned executive. So any one of those three answers is correct if you were to take the test. Cool. All right. Whew, you can wipe the sweat off of your brow now, Arch. You passed the first question. I only need five more. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Number seven. How many amendments does the Constitution have? Oh, my goodness sakes. I hope it's 28. Can I help? Oh, 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 ow. Can I help, Crystal? Yes, please. 27. (laughs) Correct. All right. Score. Should we keep score? No. We're all (laughs) Okay. All right. We have 27 amendments, but we only adhere to 26. Okay, so which one do we not adhere to? Uh, Prohibition. The 18th Amendment was overturned by the 21st Amendment. That is true. Good point. Okay, she's pulling out another question. Number 24. Who does a U.S. senator represent? Arch? The people of their state. Correct. Woohoo! Oh, Arch, you're doing awesome. Okay, I've got sweaty palms, white knuckles. It's my turn next. I've got cotton mouth. Number 29, if both the president and the vice president can no longer serve, who becomes the president? Uh, Isn't it the Speaker of the House? Correct. Oh, okay, Speaker of the House. Speaker of the House. What happens if the speaker can't fulfill that role? Oh, that's a good, that's not on the test. Oh, (laughs) Okay, it's the Senate pro tem. Pro Senate pro tem, okay. Senate pro tem, which right now would be Senator Grassley. Okay, good to know. Okay, number 34. For you, Arch, what does the judicial branch do? Judicial branch is the Supreme Court, and they look to see if laws are constitutional. Correct. They review laws, explain laws, and resolve disputes, and decides if a law is unconstitutional. That was good, Arch. Thank you, ma'am. How are your palms? How 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 is how are your palms and your knuckles? How are they? Uh, my hands are very soft because I don't do manual labor. <laughs> <laughs> Name your U.S. representative, Mom. Oh, it's Congressman Rob Bishop. I'm from Utah, so my United States representative is Congressman Bishop. And that answer will be different no matter what, depending on what state you mm-hmm. live in. All right, Arch. What is one right or freedom protected by the First Amendment? The freedom of religion. 
Correct. So are there some other rights also protected by the... There are speech, press, assembly, and petition the government. Yep. And in my house, it's freedom from having to do laundry. <laughs> okay, then in my house, it'll be freedom from dishes, which means, Christelle, Uh-oh. you're on deck. You're on deck, Christelle. All right, Mom, what does the Constitution do? It organizes, it defines our government. It outlines how our government works and who's supposed to do what. Like, what does the executive branch, what are the powers we give, we the people give the executive branch? What are the powers that we the people agree to give to our Congress, you know, our Senate and our House? What are the powers we give our judicial branch, meaning the Supreme Court? Fabulous answer. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Christelle, is this a multiple choice test that they have to take? Because your mother just gave us a essay. An essay? <laughs> well, I was hoping I'd cover all the bases because okay. I'm not sure. But it is interesting how the actual answer given that's acceptable if you're taking the test is it, our constitution organizes and defines the government and protects basic rights of Americans. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's important too. I, I didn't catch. I think our listeners need to know, understand that the constitution does not give us rights. It protects our rights because our yeah. rights come from God. That is very important. Thank you for, for bringing that up. It's true. It doesn't give us rights. No people on earth can give or take away, especially our unalienable rights. Um, right. Those do come from God. That's what made our form of government unique. And wasn't it John Adams who mentioned our constitution was made for only for a moral and a religious people yes. is wholly inadequate for the governance of any other, because he knew, as all our founders knew, that for this kind of self-government, constitutional, we the people government, representative government, a republic could only work if we've got people who can learn how to self-govern themselves and live morally according to a high standard of ethics. So, Christelle, I think your mom is stalling for time. <laughs> is now, it my turn? No, it's your turn to answer next. Christelle, oh. you started out with numbered questions, and then you—is right. there a reason why you started with numbered questions and you stopped giving us the numbers? And is there something that's significant about the numbered questions, or is that just the order? That's just the order that I'm reading okay. them out of the book, and I okay. forgot to read the questions. That's okay. It's just that's a yeah, curiosity. That's awesome. so, I'm talking. Okay. So. What is the highest court in the United States? And this is number 35. The Supreme Court. Correct. Woohoo! We should have sound effects in the background, like ding, 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 ding. Lydia, That's... don't rain on my parade, okay? <laughs> okay, Mom. Number 28. If the president can no longer serve, who becomes the president? Uh, it's the vice president. I think it's because um, Arch, I don't know. We, we talked about this just in answering a different question, and we went a little bit deeper. But hey, even if we answered it before, there you go, folks. You get to hear it again. It's the vice president. And that's actually the 25th Amendment. Oh, good. Good. The Arch. order to the presidency. So, Lydia, back in the early days of our country, the president died and the vice president became president. There are certain times where we didn't have a vice president because okay. that office Those wasn't details. filled. And now because of the 25th Amendment, let's say, example, that you're the president and I'm the vice president and something happens to you that you can't fill the office, I can't say, oh, no, I'd rather be vice president. I'm going to stay as vice president. That can no longer happen because of the 25th Amendment. Okay. 
thanks for giving us that context. Because I guess that could happen. Wait, I was just elected to be vice president. So even though we don't have a president, I want to stay vice president. Now, that would mean we'd have to go into a whole nother election process, wouldn't we? Yes. And the person is only allowed to be president either two terms, which is eight years, or 10 years if they fulfill this term shorter than four years of the president before them. So. That's good to know. So who are the presidents? I can remember like there's John F. Kennedy who was assassinated. And so the vice president had to step up for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard Nixon. Yeah, Richard, um, yeah, Richard Nixon resigned. So right. Gerald so who Ford. are some other ones that you know of that that had to happen? Abraham Lincoln was killed. Oh, that's right. and Andrew that's Johnson. Right. William McKinley was assassinated. And that's how we got Teddy Roosevelt. Huh. Okay. So and then FDR passed away, and that's how Harry Truman became the president. So thank heavens for that. And that was the 25th Amendment? That's the 25th Amendment, yes. Okay. Well, then we are thankful for the 25th Amendment, which gives an orderly process. Now, one thing I would like to interject here is, thank heavens we have, by law, an orderly system that we can follow regarding how we get our next leaders when something happens. Because back in the day, when you had a king, and if the king died, there was a huge struggle for power between the sons or even the daughters of that mm-hmm. king who was going to be powerful or be the next ruler. And there would be wars, wars would disrupt. So thankfully, we have a peaceful, organized, lawful way to establish our leadership when something happens like that. When someone's been killed or resigns, we have a peaceful way that's already outlined. And we call that the peaceable transfer of power. Mm, I like that. We don't have a new president because of a military coup or a war. Our constitution has a systematic way of how we continue to keep the process of stability in our country. Uh, Which is why we want to preserve our constitution. I know, Lydia, you're probably way too young for Watergate. But that was one I of the tra- remember Watergate. I do. That, that was one of the traumatic experiences time in our country. And I remember a month after President Ford was put into office, he gave a speech. And the first thing he said was, our long national nightmare is over. Our wow. constitution works. Wow. Ooh, I love that. You know, the, I the, love the, that. The, the wonderful miracle of our founding fathers in the constitution is just a fascinating story. Yeah, it is. I'm sure we have probably put Christelle to sleep. Wake up, Christelle. <laughs> now she's awake. What's the next question, Christelle? All right. Is it to you, Mom? I don't remember. What was the last question we answered? Oh, Supreme it was who, who becomes the president. Oh, yeah, it was me. So this one's for you, Arch. Okay, number three. The idea of self-government is in the first three words of the Constitution. What are these words? They are the three most important words in our country. We, the people. Woohoo! Ding, 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 ding. All right, I'm excited. What's my question, Christelle? Number 25, why do some states have more representatives than others? Oh, this is a good one because, hey, didn't we all have to take the census Mm -hmm. recently? Well, the census is important because everyone has to be counted in every state because our form of government is based on the principle of representation. And so in the House of Representatives, each state is given representatives based on population. So... Did I answer the question? So, so yeah, it's based on population, best representation. Darn it. What was the question again? 
<laughs> this is well, terrible. You, you, you got the right answer. Oh, boy. I got the right answer. Do we quit now and, and, and count ourselves ahead? Well, but we, I would not put myself in the category with you of we. If you want to quit now, you go ahead. No, 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 no. This is too much fun. So, yeah, it was why do some states have more representatives than other states? It's because they have more population than other states. For instance, California has way more people there than Utah, which is where I'm from. And so they will have more representatives to represent all those people. Okay, there we go. Okay, what sound effect are you going to make when I get one right, Art? <laughs> You've only missed one. So actually, by the time you're finished an answer, they have to wake me up to get the next <laughs> Would Christelle be able to tell our listeners how old she is, what she does for fun, where she goes to school, and what her favorite subject is? Yes, I can. I'm 15 years old, uh, so a freshman in high school. I go to a private school here in Utah called Liberty Hills Academy, and I do Taekwondo for a hobby. Wow. Special arts, yeah. Wow. So I should probably never get you mad at me, Christelle. Is that correct? <laughs> you know, a lot of people say that, but I'm pretty nice. So. <laughs> well, I believe you are, but I can have a tendency to get people a little irate at times, believe it or not. So can we do one more question? Of course. And can, right. we, both an can we both answer the last question? Of course. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Number 19. We elect a U.S. senator for how many years? Six. Six. <laughs> then how many years is a member of the House elected for? Two. Yep. What are the pros and cons of that, you think? Well, again, it's one House, the upper chamber, which is the Senate, they seem to have a little bit more stability because of the six years, not because of their age, but because of the years where we have ability to change our government more quickly with only having the House have two-year term. I like that. So it's kind of a nice balance. Yes. So you have people who make our laws, our senators and members of the House, and you have some seasoned ones that provide more stability, I guess. They've been there longer. And then you have members of the House who probably are more fresh because they have two-year incremental mm -hmm. increments and maybe can provide more fresh perspective Yes. For the people. I like that. That is cool. Yeah. And you have to be 30 years old to serve in Congress. Well, Christelle, thank you so much. You did a wonderful job in asking us questions. And I hope we did not disappoint you. You did not. Thank you for having me. You're more than welcome. Hey, let me give you a quote from George Mason, one of the writers and the founders of the Constitution. He said, no free government or the blessings of liberty can be preserved by any people, but by a firm adherence to justice, moderation, temperance, frugality, and virtue, and by frequent reoccurrence to the fundamental principles. I love that, especially the end part, frequent recurrence mm -hmm. to fundamental principles. And that's what the American citizenship sample test questions help us go back to those fundamental principles of what makes America great. So if you want to become a citizen of America, you need to understand what those principles are. And if we are American citizens, we need to know what those principles are, which is amazing how I've heard that most people can't pass. Most Americans would not be able to pass the American citizenship oh. test. But we're here to fix all that because yeah. right, that's what the We the Kids radio show is all about. We're here to teach you those principles so that you could pass it no matter how old you are. So we invite everyone from 8 to 108 
Please join us again on We The Kids Radio Show to hear more forgotten American stories. Learn the principles of freedom so that we can all, whether we're 8 to 108, preserve freedom. And something to ponder. How many American citizenship tests could we answer? And what are we going to do so that if we took the test, we'd pass it? Well, you can get online and look up the sample test questions, and that's what you can do. So we invite everyone to check out the We The Kids website. It's wethekids.us. For additional stories, insights, and activities you can do with your kids, they'll help them be proud to be American and to love and defend America's Constitution. You can also submit stories of your own ancestors or relatives to WTK at wethekids.us. We can post them on our website of how your ancestors or relatives came to America. You can also purchase Forgotten American Stories celebrating America's Constitution on the wethekids.us website or on forgottenamericanstories.org. So thank you for supporting We The Kids. And now we turn the time over to the We The Kids Liberty Players. Let's see what they're up to. Hey, it's time for Billy Eagle and Colonel John. thinking about our last conversation. Without government, people would kill each other, steal from each other, enslave each other, and the world would be a mess. But is government the same everywhere? Billy, it's a very good question to ask. And no, governments are different all over the world and over different periods of time. Some countries have a king. Some countries have kings, but they don't have as much power as they used to. And then there are countries that just have a strongman dictator who runs the country. People have to do whatever the dictator says. Some countries are communist. They have a communist party, a group of people that are ruling from the top, controlling everybody's thoughts and controlling everybody's actions, controlling everybody's property. And then there are some, like in some of the Muslim nations, where you have government according to what we call Sharia law, but it comes mostly from the Quran. In other words, you have a religious group, the Ayatollahs and the Mullahs, who are running the country. And so it makes a great deal of difference. Then we have countries where there's a lot more freedom. The people actually choose their leaders, and those leaders rule according to a constitution. There are many different forms of government all over the world. Why does it matter what kind of government a country has? Are some forms of government better than others? I think the form of government a nation has makes a great deal of difference because it controls how much freedom the people have. It determines whether they have a voice in the decisions their government made. Frankly, I wouldn't want to live in a country where people made all the decisions as to what the country was going to do without consulting me or other people in the country where they just disregarded what was good for the people or what the people wanted. Sometimes governments are set up in a way that they can be very repressive, where those in charge can tax all they want to tax and not leave much for the people. I think the form of government matters a great deal. It's time for the We The Kids Liberty Players. I hereby declare this the country of do what I say. Huzzah! Huzzah! Well, what type of government shall we have? I rather fancy a communist government. Yes, I will take all your wealth and make sure everything I give you back, I give back fairly and evenly, so everyone is equally poor. Except me, of course. But we don't have any wealth. Oh, I see the problem. I would definitely need something to take. Well then, how about a caliphate? A what? Well, uh, it's a... Oh, never mind. How about just a simple dictatorship? 
And just how does that work? Oh, that's simple. You just do exactly as I say whenever I tell you to do it. I think we should have a representative republic. We will vote on who gets to serve as our leader. Yep, they will do just as we say as long as our constitution specifically allows it. Okay, but I'm giving out candy with every vote for me. Oh, and just two questions. Can dead people vote? And if so, how many times each? Colonel, how can we know what kind of government is best? Well, I think there we need to look to the Bible and think what ideal for what a society ought to be like. For one thing, the scriptures repeatedly speak about freedom. If the Son of God shall make you free, you shall be free indeed and to stand in the liberty that God has given us. Countries that provide a great deal of freedom, I think that's a better form of government. Government in which there is a system of justice. It's time for the We the Kids Liberty Players. All rise for the Honorable Ima Fairchild. You may be seated. First on the docket, Jonathan B. Good versus Bob Elhead. Mr. Head, Mr. Good accuses you of stealing his garden gnome. What's he talking about? I purchased that gnome from the Gnome Depot just last week. Mr. Good, what evidence do you have that this is your gnome? Well, Your Honor, Exhibit A, I have a picture here, and I think you will find my gnome is quite unique. You see, I painted that bikini on him just last year. Exhibit B, here's another picture of my gnome wearing a grass skirt at the neighborhood luau the night he went missing. And look, there's Mr. Head in the background. Finally, Exhibit C. Here's a photograph of my gnome on Mr. Head's front. <gasps> well, Mr. Head, what do you have to say for yourself? Circumstantial evidence, Yana. Plenty of people have gnomes in bikinis and grass skirts. The Gnome Depot is full of them. And do you have a receipt from the Gnome Depot? Well, uh, it's a... Oh, never mind. I took it. I find in favor of the plaintiff. I hereby sentence you to 40 hours of community service. Justice is served. So whether just a dictator or the Communist Party deciding that we don't want these people here anymore, so they line them up against walls and shoot them, where we respect people's rights and where somebody who's accused of a crime gets a trial to determine whether he's guilty. It's a country that promotes justice, a country that promotes prosperity, that has a system where we are allowed to work at the occupation we choose, where we can buy property, set up a business, a country that enables us to be prosperous. I think these things are things that make a good government and a good society, and I'm glad that our system here in the United States provides for that. What we call ours is a constitutional republic. As to what's a better form, I think a good way of illustrating that is to look at a satellite picture over Asia and compare North Korea, which is communist, to South Korea, which is free. It's a night photo. You will see that in South Korea, you have lights everywhere, that you have activity going on. People have lights in their homes, their businesses, and their streets. When you go to North Korea, just across the border, it is dark. There's just no progress going on there, no real meaningful activity. South Korea's, which is much like that of the United States, is certainly much better than that of North Korea, which is communist. So, I guess no government is perfect because people aren't perfect. I'm glad I live in a free country like the United States. Well, gotta fly, but I hope we can talk again soon. We want to invite everyone from 8 to 108 
to listen and please join us on We The Kids radio show and to hear more forgotten stories. Learn the principles of freedom that establish unprecedented freedom in America so that we can all, whether we're eight or 108, preserve our freedom. Thank you.